When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and well-being for Pacific people and all communities. Your home for everything rugby league. This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on SENZ. Oh, that is rugby league. Yeah, running it straight for another Wednesday. Uh, myself, Sammy, joined by Kempi in the studio talking league for an hour and lots to get through today because uh, we've got to talk Warriors-Dragons on Friday. We've got to talk State of Origin, Game 2 tonight, of course, and we have Kevin Campion and we have Brett Kamalik joining us between now and 3. So lots to come. Uh, do always love your texts on double eight double three, the Timber Bedpost text machine, and we are live on YouTube as well. So drop a comment uh, on either and we will pick that up and we will uh, discuss... On the show over the next hour, Kimpy, uh, didn't have you last week. It's uh, good to have didn't you back, need, mate. Didn't need me, mate. I was listening to you. Jeez, you could talk under, underwater with a mouthful of marbles. You, Sammy Hewitt. You were yeah, fine, mate. You are on fire. That's why That's why I'm probably in radio, mate. Tell me about Newcastle. Uh, we actually want to talk to you about the high-performance facility that you went through up there. Tell us, uh, mate, tell pretty, us what it was pretty like. Impressive, pretty impressive. It's probably the best I've seen in a long time. They've had it up there for a year. Um, you know, they've got a great wet area, hot and cold. So they've got, you know, their doctor's... Um, physio uh, facilities in there. They've got, they've got a theatre, like I mean, a full blown fifty seat theatre in there. Wow! As well as a cafe. Uh, look, it's a it's a fantastic facility with four fields outside. And they're talking about putting a grandstand up there and playing all their junior football there. Um, and like I said, probably one of the best I've seen. The only problem that it got is that I, I, I couldn't get the feel of it. Like it had no, you know. It's been there for a year, yeah. and there's nothing up on the walls. Yeah. You know, there's uh, no one there meeting and greeting. There, you know, people walking past you didn't know who you were. Um, it, it's just a, 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 a lack soul, mm. if, if I could put it that way. So, yeah. um, is that, but is that a symptom of? Is that a problem for the club, or is that just the, the nature of a, a massive thing facility like that? Well, they got they got this organisation there called Wests, and Wests are a local leagues club that actually um, own the franchise, the Newcastle franchise. They've, they're worth about $140 million, I was told. So they've got plenty of money. Money's not a problem for Newcastle, but mm. it's sort of getting the structures right inside there and building some values around how that club um, actually was put together. And they, I think they're struggling a little bit to put that back together. It's actually a lot like Auckland. It's got a massive catchment area of players. If you look at Payne, Haas, Tavita, Pangai, um, Brett Kamali would be another one to talk about because he's a Newcastle kid that that was, uh, you know, going down to Sydney. A lot, a lot of uh, Newcastle kids head out of out of Sydney, uh, out of Newcastle and play for other clubs, and they need to rebuild that that brand back. And they they're going about doing that. And one thing I did say to Pete Parr was that um, you know when he when he said what do you think I said mate what a recruitment tool mm. you know like you, yeah. you bring kids in here and you show them what you got. Um, it was you know. One of the best that's in the competition. The Warriors, the Warriors, for instance, don't have that same type of facility yet. Yeah. Um, so it was aspirational, and it was definitely a, a, a good opportunity, um, I think, for recruitment. But you know, you, that's one thing having a good facility. The other thing is having you know that soul inside that that club that actually wants you to go there and be there. So um, yeah, it's a it's a massive massive job for them to do. Uh, but yeah, the trip to Newcastle, mate, was you know great walking out on the field again. Um, having a look around the stadiums are really, you know, it's really cool and 
looking back up at what, what it used to be like. You know, because when we played the SME, we used to pack it out every week. There's thirty thousand people there yeah, every yeah. single home game. Yeah. Um. So to now see it with full grandstands all the way around it. Um, and the city's actually taken off honeysuckle down by the water. For instance, you could actually look at the roofs and the landscape around Newcastle, and it was all single story. Now it's all high high rises, apartment blocks, you know, mm. shopping centres, and all that sort of stuff. The beaches are still beautiful, um, and the and the landscape's still pretty much the same as far as um, driving places. But the whole city's taken uh, another step up in a different level. So um, I enjoyed it. I caught up with my my um, whanau there because when I went there, I was nineteen, so I actually lived with a family over there. It was a the chairman of the club, Michael Hill, Annie Hill, and their, their four boys, and uh, two of them come up from Sydney to see me, and and uh, we had tea together. We had a good, great laugh, uh, great laugh. They're actually looking forward to the Ashes because they. Wanted to say if we win the first test, give us a call. We'll, t- we'll tell you a bit about baseball, um, <laughs> which is real good Aussie banter, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, we talked about a few boys that were up there. There's a couple of couple of sad stories up there. A couple of great stories um, as well with a, with a few of the old boys. And it was just good to good to go go along and and sort of reminisce on you know the past and catch up with a few people. Yeah, that nah, sounds like an awesome trip, mate. And uh, yeah, you definitely enjoyed it. Um, we got. Uh, with Kevin Campion coming up shortly, um, I wanted to talk to you quickly about a couple of stories floating around this week and then hopefully just talk a little bit about Warriors Dragons on Friday night. First one is, where do you stand? Because we haven't spoken over the last couple of weeks. Where do you stand on the Roger Tuivasa-Shek stuff? Now, obviously speculation rife after he didn't make the All Blacks that he may get an early release or may ask for an early release, come back to Rugby League. Andrew Webster sort of come out saying that he's not in their immediate plans. They haven't spoken to him. He hasn't spoken to them. That to me isn't totally shutting it down though, because what if Roger does speak to them? Surely they they will entertain the possibility. I don't know. Where do you sit on it over the last week or so? Well, you know, I was hearing all that speculation too while I was in Australia, and a lot of people were saying, you know, what's going on? Is Roger coming back? So I phoned his manager, and he basically said, no, he's playing NPC. You know what I mean? So his manager's my best mate, mm. um, and and I trust him. So you know, he wouldn't be telling me. Porkies, um, and if he was, there was an inkling that Roger was coming back. He'd say, "Well, you know, I, I just watched the space type thing." He wouldn't be yeah. telling me either either um, way, but he just did did say, "Mate, he's playing NBC." So I think there's a couple of things that people need to realise here. One, there's a salary cap, so you can't just go and sign a penny deal. You know, where you're just saying, "Well, I'm going to walk out of this NPC um, contract, and they're going to pay me, and then I'm going to walk into the Warriors, and they're not going to pay me." You know what I mean? Like. That in itself, the accounting around that is that should put red flags around around the conversation, and the and the sec, the second part of it is you've got to look at the bloke before you look at anything else. Now, seriously, have you heard Roger moan about not making teams or or sitting on sidelines and and you know throwing his toys out of the cot? What you've heard from Rogers, I'm, I've I've signed a contract, and this is a testament to the type of guy he is. And I'm going to see this out, and I've signed for the Warriors for next year. Like, like, and I, I trust what Roger says. You mm. know what I mean? The guy's, he's got so much integrity. Um, I just hope he doesn't get hurt when he's playing NPC. But, but just I guess purely from our point of view, Kimby, or from a fan's point of view, like, what, what has he gotten playing NPC? I mean, apart from you know seeing out the contract, there's not a lot of advantage from him playing well, NPC. Not many... He's not playing himself into an All Blacks jersey. No, well, I'll tell you what. There's not many blokes that honour their contracts. Contra- <laughs> contracts are. You know they're like popcorn popcorn boxes at a movie theater. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? See, you throw them, you throw, you can throw them away half full if you wanted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's look, he's that's what I mean. Like if you look at the pieces, the pieces are saying first around the salary cap. Now the Warriors won't want to be chewing up the salary cap, all right? 
um, they don't want to be throwing that out of out of whack. And the second part of that is Roger still needs to get pe- get paid. You know what I mean? And he would be on decent money. So he's not walking away from something if he's not going to be getting the same in return. Now, mm. now that should be telling you something. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's not as what people are saying, well, let him go. Well, it's not that easy. Mm. You know? No, a lot of, there's certainly a lot of moving parts. There's also the, the part of uh, the Warriors needing space on the roster. And I know KPC, they do have a couple of spaces available, but sometimes that means uh, players... Um, going from a first grade contract back down to the to the junior contract, do the Warriors want to do that? Do they want to disrupt the apple cart when the season's going well? Um, yeah, there's well, little... it, they've got to the first of August, as as we know, like the the um, the windows are open until the first of August. There's, a, there's another month to go, but I've been told categorically that Roger will be playing NPC, and the bloke that told me, I trust him. Text us on double eight double three. Um, your reaction to that, and uh, if you've got any questions as well for Kevin Campion, because uh, what we'll do, Kevin, we'll take a break now. We'll come back with Kevin Campion. We'll ask him about Warriors Dragons this Friday night, uh, coming fresh off the bye. The Warriors last time they did that, they came up against the depleted Broncos team and did not get the job done. So a few lessons would have been learned uh, in did that game. Did not get the ball down. Did not get the ball down. They got down. the job done. They just yeah. get the four, ball down. Four just allowed tries. So we'll uh, we'll ask Campo what needs to be done uh, better this time round up against the Dragons on Friday night. So stay with us here on Running It Straight. Thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. 17 minutes past two here on Running It Straight. Lots of texts coming in on double eight double three, which we will get to very, very shortly. But joining us on the line now, uh, former Warrior, former Queenslander as well, Kevin Campion. Uh, welcome in, Campo. Hello, boys. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. Jeez, uh, you must be excited with Origin tonight, uh, getting the job done, Queensland again. I, I guess, mate, I'm a bit, a bit nervous. You know, uh, I just, I've got this feeling that the NRL want a decider in, in Sydney, and um, and I'm, I'm hoping the referee doesn't want a decider in Sydney. But uh, look, we're we've prepared really, pretty well, and um, by all reports, the team's in good shape, and. Yeah, we've just got to go out and do the job tonight, which is going to be one hell of a game. So, uh, what, New South Wales by 13-plus, Campo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a New South Wales fan. Got, you, we've got to do something, Mate, don't I, we? I think, <laughs> I, I think we'll be holding the trophy up tonight. So we <laughs> Here we go. That's how we get them, Campo. That's too easy. <laughs> hey, mate, before, before, we get, before we get into the Origin chat, the Warriors, we want to talk Warriors with you because... Uh, I asked yes. I asked Pricey the same question this morning, and it's about the run home, you know, and getting your timing right, getting the getting the side together, and how important that yeah. is to be, you know, prepared um, for those those semis if we do make it. It looks like we're going to yeah. fight it out in that in that semi position. Just that doesn't know where we're going to finish. What are your thoughts on that, Camper? Yeah. What's the what's the priorities um, through the rest of this year for the Warriors? Oh, well, there's a few priorities, uh, making sure everyone's uh, fit to play. And, uh, you know, barring injury, I think we'll uh, we'll have a good run home. And I just, look, I just like the, the confidence of the side at the moment. I just, uh, just got a feeling, you know, there's a lot of trust in that side. And, and, then, and there's there's a lot of trust in Shawnee Johnson at the moment. Uh, he's playing some terrific football. And, you know, one thing they can't do is um, they sort of can't get away from what they've been doing to get them into this position at the moment. And uh, I think... The run home, all, all they need to do is just fine-tune basically what they've been doing and, and not change anything. I think, um, you know, I think, you know, it's going to be obviously a tough, tough um, final series because there's some um, great teams in form. But uh, I just think, uh, you know, I think a top four position for the Warriors is not out of the question. Mm. 
Campo, last time the Warriors came off the bye, played Brisbane down in Napier, we caught up with you down there, and uh, yeah. I think everyone was pretty fired up, not only because they were coming off a bye fresh, but it was uh, you know down in Napier, a big occasion for them, and it was an understrength Broncos team, many people tipping the Warriors to get the job done. They didn't. Yeah. What have they got to be careful no. about this time round? Because they're coming fresh off a bye, and a Dragons team that is you know plagued with stuff off the field, not playing very well yeah. in 2023. What, what have they got to learn from that Broncos game taken to Friday night? Um, look, at the, we were unlucky down in uh, Napier, that's for sure. I, you know, a few calls went against us. And, uh, yeah, we were playing an understrength um, Broncos side, but uh, we played some good footy too. And we, we played well enough to win that game. Um, you know, I think we had, a, you know, three or four tries disallowed, which was uh, unfortunate for us. But, yeah, look, um, a bit the same with um, the Dragons this weekend. Um, you know, there's a, you know, there's obviously there's a rumour mill over here that Ben Hunt um, wants um, a release immediately. So... Look, that, that, but we can't sort of take them, that uh, any any hearsay for, you know, we can't take anything into account. So, uh, look, we've just got to keep on playing the way um, the, the Warriors have been playing, and we're sort of we're we're building our own brand of footy at the moment, um, and it's a you know, no frills, no mistakes. Um, Shawnee Johnson's kicking game has just been um, phenomenal, and I think our defence, you know, the trust in our defensive line at the moment is just unbelievable. And they're the things, that's the key to um, finals football. It's not about your attack, it's just about uh, defending, defending and defending. Yeah, and, and Penrith have been showing that too uh, just recently. You've got uh, Dills Walker coming back. It's not, not a bad in and out for um, Mitch Barnett, you know, who has to serve out the suspension. Yeah. But, mate, just talk, tell us a little bit about Ben Hunt and if he does play 48 hours after, the, after Origin. You know, you've been there yourself. How tough is it backing up that quickly? Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot going on with Benny Hunt at the moment. So mentally, um, I'm sure he's, he's got to be drained somewhere. Um, you know, this is going to be a big ask for him tonight to, you know, concentrate for that full 80 minutes. And um, But I think, you know, Billy's, um, you know, he's a seasoned campaigner. I think he knows he knows his team in and out. And um, I think, um, yeah, it's just going to be, look, it's going to be a tough ask for him to back up. And I, look, I'd be very surprised if he, if he didn't back up, to tell you the truth. Yeah, and and if he does back up, do you think that's where the the game's won and lost? Do you think that that uh, battle with Sean Johnson, mate? And I, look, I've I've eaten my hat a couple of times this year on uh, the way that Sean Johnson's played. He's he's I, yeah. I said to um, Ando, like I caught up with Ando last week in Sydney, um, and I yeah. said to him, mate, I've never seen Sean Johnson play so well, and he said the same thing. Do you think that's where the the, the battle of the halves with Ben Hunt, Sean Johnson, the game's won? Um, look, it'll it'll be a battle of the forwards. You know, Shawnee Johnson's only he's only playing well behind a, a good forward back or going forward for him. So they're giving him some time and you know giving him enough space and to do his thing. You know, the only things the things that Shawnee Johnson can um, do. But uh, look, I think whoever wins the battle in the middle, uh, like most games, Kempi, um, you know that's where it's going to be won. And you know if we if we dominate um, that uh, St George forward pack. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll you know set ourselves up for a, a good win. Campo, what is uh, what is it about uh, Wollongong? Because the Warriors broke that hoodoo back in 2018, but before that, we had never won there. I think in 10 or 11 games. What what makes it so difficult yeah. to play in Wollongong? Oh, look, around this time of year, it's cold and, it, and it's really windy, um, and you know it's right on the beach there, and it just the wind just swirls and swirls, so it's very difficult. Uh, 
and Shawnee may have some. You know, hopefully they're there a few days prior, and he gets down there, gets down to the field, and and um, and you know gets his kicking game into into action. So, yeah, that's probably um, probably the biggest factor is just the the chill factor and that wind. It just blows a gale. Yeah, it's a, it's a terrible place to go visit, especially it has been for us in the past. Mate, let's get back to Origin. You know, you've got you're talking yeah. about battles of the Ford Pack. They've brought in Junior Paula for the um, the New South Wales side alongside Payne Haas. I thought they should have started the first game. On I don't know why um, they went the other way to start that game up against this Queensland Pack yeah. uh, that has just I guess dominated New South Wales over the last couple of years. What, what is it about the Queensland Pack, mate? When they come out, you know, and they and they they throw up a player like Ruben Cotter, for instance, where no, where no one, you know, they look at the kid and go, oh, he just carries a football, but all of a sudden he becomes a, a genius at origin level. What is it about that? <laughs> oh, look, it's, um, you know, just I guess it could be a bit of both, you know, a bit of both of uh, luck and being at the you know right place at the right time. But Ruben's, uh, you know, he plays well above his weight and, um, you know, it was great to see him get that man in the match in the first half. But, um Look, you know, as you said, Kimi, they've they've made some changes, in, especially in that front row, and Damien Cook coming into the into play as well. You know, he's he's nippy around um, around dummy half, around the ruck, and uh, you know, I'm sure he'll add an, an, another dimension to that side. But you know, we're 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 really confident at the moment. I don't want to say too much because you know I know the NRL want to decide it down in Sydney, but. Um, but we're, you know, we're we're quietly confident, and um, I think we'll get the job done tonight. Typically, the game twos, uh, Campo, are a little bit higher scoring. Uh, what do you sort of put that down to? Game one, yeah, generally a real tussle, real battle, but it seems to open up a little bit in game two. Why is that? Yeah, I think from from past years it has been. Um, I think that the, the, the side who wins that first game, um, you know, puts a lot of points on in the second game, but. Um, Look, I don't think that's going to be the case tonight. I just think, um, you know, we've based our, our dominance over the last couple of years um, with our defence and and just um, working hard for each other and, you know, guys just turning up for each other, play in, play out. So, look, I, I can't see it being a boring game just uh, with, you know, what's on the line. Um, I don't think anyone's just going to go out there and throw that ball around. I think it's just going to be no frills and just, uh, yeah, straight up the middle. Mm. Mate, Daniel Anderson's uh, stadium, they, they're calling the Go Media uh, Mount Smart after Ando, I think it's around 25 against yeah. Manly. Yeah. Um, and I've got a dinner over there in a couple of weeks' time. You going down, mate? I caught up with him last week. Yeah, uh, mate, he's, yeah. In, he's a yeah, really I'll good spirit. What, 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 what can you say about that? He's over the moon. Oh, look, uh, you know, Daniel um, was you know basically a turning point uh, for, the whole, for the whole club. Um, when uh, Mick Watson and... and um, you know, Eric Watson appointed Daniel as coach. You know, he, he was he was a young coach. He wasn't um, tried and tested. But um, look, I, I love playing under under Ando, and I loved I love his training methods as well. It's you know, for an older older guy, um, you know, he didn't. Uh, it was all about um, conditional games, which I love playing. Uh, it wasn't just running four hundreds and you know wearing yourself out. Um, and I thought you know tactical. Uh, tactically, I thought Ando was um, one of the best coaches I've ever played under, and you know, obviously we we had that success in 2001 and 2002, and you were there, Kempi, and obviously you um, you've got a real, lot of respect, and you, I'm sure you learn a lot off Ando at the time. But um, yeah, he's 
Um, it's tragic with what's happened to him. And, um, yeah, I'm flying down in the next couple of weeks. I think it's on the 7th of uh, July. And, uh, yeah, look, uh, I can't wait to see him um, in person. Um, and, yeah, look, it's gonna, and, I, and I take my hat off to um, New Zealand, New Zealand uh, Warriors, you know, um, you know, naming the stadium after him for that particular game. Mm, yeah, no, it's going to be awesome, Campo. But you mentioned there that um, Endo had some some funky training sessions. Kempi's been telling us he was the brains behind all the training sessions. Is he is he telling fibs? <laughs> well, well, no, Kempi actually did used to take the con games, but they were, they were just fun. You know, they were just um, you, you, <laughs> did, you didn't realise you were having so much. You're, you're having so much fun. You didn't real. You didn't. You forgot about the fitness. And, uh, that's Ireland, Ireland. You know that my name, Campo. That's your favourite. Come the hour. You know, you know <laughs> oh, Campo, right? Great to get you on as always, uh, my friend. It's it's been great chatting. Uh, Origin and uh, Warriors Dragons Friday night. Enjoy it uh, up there in Brisbane this evening, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Good on you, lads. Enjoy your day. Awesome, champ. Yeah, Kevin Campion there. And, He's uh, a, mate, I'll there's a story what. behind that little song there, Kempi. Do you <laughs> want to is. tell or is well, it not, mate, not for on air? We just about <laughs> played together because I've got Irish um, ancestry too and I was just yeah. about to – before, when I retired, I was actually going to play for Ireland in the, I think it was 2000 World Cup. Mm-hmm. Kempo was up there. Uh, it would have been a disaster for me and him with teammates <laughs> because we became really good friends when I was a coach. Um, and even just our catch-up down in Hawke's Bay, you know, he's phoning me at midnight on Saturday. I was like, I was home in bed. I'm, you know, old man now. And he's like, where are you? Get down here now. <laughs> um, he's just, a, he's an absolute champion. I wanted to talk to him because he actually knows, you know, with Brisbane, with St. George mm. and with the Warriors, he yep. knew how to get the run home right. Yeah. Um, and what he said is dead right, you know, like we can stay fit um, and get our timing right, you know, like, no, he's as he's saying, we could finish in the four, and I think if we finish in the four, we're a chance. Hundred percent, and yeah, still to Mighty Martin, Chase to Vangamich, but Nets going to come back. There's some uh, some big names to come back into the Warriors roster, so uh, very exciting. A couple of texts just quickly before we get to new sport and weather. Uh, Jared says, although Campo is a Warriors legend, I still love hearing him say "us" and "our" when referring to the Warriors. Obviously, still holds the holds the club very close to his heart. Do you feel the same about the Knights when watching and following them, Kempi? That's oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like the the Knights, like I I said, you know, it's, it was where my dreams came true you know I was always wanted to play in that competition and then you know carrying that first carry against Balmain <laughs> getting laid out by Kerry Hemsley um I, I had a big smile on my face and, and I feel the same way I actually feel the same way about both the Warriors and Newcastle you're just so attached to them uh living the highs and the lows so mm. Campo mate Campo's had su- such success through his career uh and as we know now he's an ambassador of the Warriors he's doing a really good job. Ken says uh can be correct. RT is definitely going to be playing Bunnings Cup. He was never going to go. And my Dragons to give the Warriors a big surprise at home and the Blues to beat well, those damn right. Maroons. You're right. You're right about how hard it is to win down at the gong. Um, but, mate, did you expect them to do that to Canberra? No. And you got to look at the two sides and where they're at this season, just polar opposites of the Warriors with all the consistency, stability, momentum. The Dragons are basically the walking circus this year. Although I am surprised with how well they've actually gone, can be given all the off-field they've, stuff. They've had some good wins. The last couple they of... They pushed Penrith. They pushed Penrith. They beat the Roosters. They beat the Rabbitohs. Yep. Depleted Rabbitohs. But, you know, they, they're sort of, I guess... You just don't little, know who's going to show up. Jekyll or Hyde. Yeah, and also Ben Hunt. I think you raise a good point. Camper, he is the key. Um, whether or not he plays or doesn't play, he is the key for them. Uh, we'll take a break for news sport and weather. Uh, when we come back, we'll go New South Wales. We're going to talk with Brett Kamali and get his take on Origin 2 tonight.
running it straight 27 minutes away from 3 o'clock, uh, talking rugby league. For the next half hour, we're going to talk uh, to Brett Kamali very, very shortly about State of Origin Game 2, and I'm also going to ask Kempi to run his eye over that Dragons game on Friday. Aside from Ben Hunt, there are a couple other talking points on the park, and I want to get Kempi's thoughts. Keep your texts coming in on double eight double three, and uh, also on the YouTube live as well. You can drop a comment there, and uh, we'll talk about it on the show. But joining us now on the line, uh, Brett Kamali, uh, the man who played uh, many games uh, for New South Wales, as well as uh, the Cronulla Sharks, Melbourne Storm, and the Bulldogs, among others, uh, joins us on the line now. Uh, g'day, Noddy. Afternoon, guys. How are we going? Very well. First, uh, first important question, mate. Are you uh, are you on the call tonight for SEN? Yes, I'm on the call. I'm on the Blues. I was just, that was going to be the second question. New, neutral <laughs> or Blues? <laughs> no, Blues, yes, Blues. So, obviously, uh, three calls going tonight again for SEN. But, yeah, there's a new... Hey. Uh, which I think is Jimmy Smith, Timmy Manor, and I've gone blank on the third, but they're doing that from Wollongong Golf Club. And then uh, Joel Kane, myself, and James Magnuson, is a obviously Blues fan, are calling it from North Sydney, as Queenslanders are up there at Suncorp Stadium. So um, they'll be very biased up there for that Queensland bias call from Suncorp Stadium. Brilliant. How 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 good, Brett. It's uh, Kempe here, mate. Thanks for joining us and running it straight. It, it's a wonder Sammy's got you on, mate, because he's been talking to Queenslanders all week on his on his show, um, <laughs> and yet he wears a bl- and yet he wears a blue jersey, mate. They've 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 got, they've had a good record second up, haven't they? And uh, what do you what do you give uh, give give them as a chance tonight going up there to Suncorp? Do you think they are a fair dinkum chance? Oh, I'd love to say, yeah. It's obviously, you know, Kempi, in, in a game of football, there's obviously teams that can be heavy favourites. They don't always guarantee that they're going to win a game of football. There could be a few injuries. There could be a couple of HIAs that throw the game plan out or some rotations out. Uh, obviously, Suncorp Stadium for the Queenslanders uh, has been a wonderful spot for them to celebrate victory. I think it's been a long, long time since we've won a, an Origin 2 match at Suncorp Stadium and effectively to keep the series alive. So... The enormous favourite to Queensland, obviously New South Wales, a um, couple of new combinations, halves pairing from traditionally the Penrith pairings and now Mitchell Moses coming in and, and, and probably being under enormous pressure to keep the State of Origin series going. Um, obviously, you know, has a, had a wonderful game for Parramatta last Monday, which would take, which would mean you take a lot of confidence in the camp. But, um, you know, Suncorp Stadium, they'll have less time to kick the ball uh, at Queensland, I thought were very, very good in game one. And traditionally, game one uh, is not the highest scoring affair, and, the, and and normally it's you know it's just about getting that first win. Where now the series is on the line for New South Wales to play a bit of footy and score some points. And for Queensland, just to know that you know they they can defend the house down. You got blokes like you know Reese Walsh who went unbelievable. I thought for Queensland game one, and obviously Munster who's that big game player in DC. So. They're under no pressure, the Queenslanders, but let's hope they fail tonight. Yeah, uh, the reason why I've been getting all the Queenslanders on, uh, Brett, is because they're just like pumping up their tyres to the point that they pop. So build up the egos and then we tear them <laughs> down this evening. Mate, um, tell us just from, I guess, the Queensland point of view, you've probably been in the position before where you win game one and you've got a chance to wrap up the series in game two. What What's the real danger for Queensland tonight going in, maybe a little bit overconfident and playing at home at Suncorp? Yeah, that's right. And that's the one thing that they, they probably, you know, will never be publicly saying. But yeah, you know, they got, you know, game two, they don't have to keep the series alive because they're already one nil up. So I think that desperation for New South Wales will be the important part of that. You know, it's sort of like those grand final moments or big occasions. I don't think too often do you score tries off kicks in grand finals. So if you're a team that's scored off lots of kicks during the year, struggle to score or win the grand final because of 
extra intensity, you know, that that that, that desperation is up another couple of levels. So that's what New South Wales have got tonight. They've got to be desperate. They've got to keep the game on the line. They've got to you know, come up with some magical plays to, to score um, and handle all the pressure of what Origin's all about. And, the, and the, the, as you said, the... The Suncorp Stadium, which will be 95% of it, will be all packed with Queensland jerseys and they'll be very passionate. And they've got to try and keep them quiet if they can. Yeah, and they'll be cra- they're crazy. You know, you know what they're like up there. Hey, um, you've got Cameron Murray, Liam Martin, you've got a couple of kangaroos sitting on the bench, but you also got this young kid, Stefano Utakamano, who who's uh, six foot four hundred and uh, 200 kilos. Like, mate, tell us a little, you know this kid, don't you? Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, Steph's a great player. Yeah, he's been in, you know, you know, Freddie talks uh, quite highly about him, so he's been sort of wanting to get him in this Origin arena and thinks he's an Origin player. So I had him for a game and a half last year when he, unfortunately, I you know, took over when the club made the decision to move Madge on. And, and I had Steph come back from injury for about a game and a half, and I was like, wow, this kid's going to be a good player. And then he was out for the rest of the year, um, had surgery on his, on his thumb. So uh, got multiple games, big frame, um, can break tackles. And as you said, I think Origin's a lot about you know, you're just winning that individual competition. It's not so much about big picture and shapes and structures and all that. And uh, I think it's about the ability to, you know, get some momentum, get a quick play of the ball, break a tackle. Um, and obviously the, the big desperation, I suppose, is shutting the gate and, and you know, not letting the teammate down defensively. So, yeah, I think he goes great tonight. I look forward to that origin debut and it's probably a long time coming for him. And uh, hopefully he goes extremely well. So you'll certainly know what origin's all about playing. You know, again, you talk about the... If you go into any venue in, in Australia to watch a state of origin, you probably want your first one to be at Suncorp Stadium, and it's the best experience you'll ever have in the, in the biggest arena our game presents. Yeah, let's hope he, let's hope he goes well. Just talking a little bit about that, uh, Noddy. You know, you're talking about just continually going. You know, you've got that. You've got to get there for your mate. All that sort of stuff. And I think there was a picture last week where they put that kick that kick up in the last game and Lindsay Collins gone up and he's taken like you tell me the last time you saw front a front row out jump a fullback but not only that you have half a dozen players coming wanting the ball off him and no, no New South Wales men around him do you think they've they've addressed that problem of effort on effort yeah that's right you know I, I think the fact that we had taken the game to Adelaide and he must Lindsay Collins must have been watching a bit of AFL during the week. Probably thought he'd go and take a mark. Because so, it's crazy. Because as you said, when do you ever see a front row compete for a ball in even the NRL competition? But yet the fatigue of that being about the 75th minute to do that, jump over the Australian fullback uh, and catch the ball. And as you said, the, the avalanche of Queensland jerseys, I think that would be addressed. Um, you know, that, and that's an effort area, you know. If you listen to Full Gould talk about Origin and something up about, you know, these are Origin moments, this is effort areas, that's what that's the, the difference probably from game one where they had all those Maroon jerseys in the picture and as you said, there was James Sadesco was the sole um, New South Wales person that was back there to, to catch the ball. So that needs to probably be corrected and changed and, and that's probably where, I think the other thing, that's where they talk about that passion and that belief that they can get the job done at the end because... Probably more often than not, Queensland have had that ability and history has showed it that they can win those moments or score those tries at the end of the game. So they believe it potentially a little bit more than thinking that well, New South Wales, you know, New South Wales never win the end of the game in theory, and then that's where they probably have a little bit of passion and, and pressure comes enough to, to nail those big moments. Mm. Not, we definitely know what we're going to get from the uh, the two Ford packs, uh, Brett. You know, and we know what Origin is like that intensity for them. But uh, talk to us about what New South Wales, what you'd like to see them do better uh, in the backs tonight. Uh, Mitchell Moses coming into the halves. We know how much strike they have out wide with you know Tedesco, Toto, Crichton, Travoyevich, Josh Adokar. 
what would you like to see them do better that they didn't do in game one? Yeah, I think certainly their kicking game's probably got to be a little bit better. Um, I thought Queensland won those moments. Um, you know, potentially just the connection between the, the back or the five eight, the centre and the winger. You know, so obviously I don't think they used the ball as freely as potentially as what Queensland did, uh, and give them some of their yeah, their speedsters and the people at the end of the line to Melbourne football. So yeah, Queensland probably showed us a little bit. They played a bit of football out of yardage. They shifted the ball. Um, they worked out what our defence deficiencies were, whether we're going to be short and slide. And, and play to the, the sort of a, looked like a pre-planned idea. So, you know, James Tedesco, I think as a, you know, he's a New South Wales captain. He's been a legend. Um, you know, I think that's the connection there. You know, don't try and break him up through the middle and, and, and sort of play. You know, and sometimes the Roosters play three or four sort of running pivots to, to try and break the middle and, and don't have that great shape on the edge of the line. But I think you know, Tedesco's strength will be linking with his centres and his wingers tonight. Mm, yeah, um, moving the ball and, and again Queensland, I thought they're. You know, their centres and their wingers defended the house down in game one. You know, made some big tackles and saved some tries. So it's not, sometimes it's not always about that try you score. It can also be about that try you save. So, yeah, we've got to be got to be good in the backs. And as you said, the, the forwards all, you know, the forwards lay the, play, the foundation, get quick play the balls, and then hopefully you know, those clever people in the back line work out how many points we win by. Yeah. I don't think anyone's given the accolades of that Queensland backline. I think it's absolutely champion backline that have gone unnoticed. Hey, I uh, I just got to ask you one question, mate. You, you're watching the Warriors this year and the turnaround from last year. What, what do you what do you put their form down to? Oh, they look great, don't they? I, I talk, you know, I'm obviously coaching the NRLW here at the West Tigers, and, and I'm talking to our ladies about a style of football you keep watching. So you reference Penrith continuously, which is obviously where the coaches come from. You talk about South Sydney, and you talk about the New Zealand Warriors now. So uh, defensively, they're great. They're resilient. They play a brand of football. Um, you know, Sean Johnson is probably in career best form, or if not as, as good as his career has ever been. Tohu Harris is going great for you. Has that ball playing 13. So I think there's a style of footy that the NRL good sides play, and, there's, and then there's a brand of footy that the individuals can do. So they're really tough. They look fit. They look well drilled. Um, yeah, and Webster, I think, is doing an amazing job. So the whole turnaround, as you said, from the Warriors to um, have consistency, keep fighting, and, and it looks like they've got a DNA a little bit now. With, with, when I say DNA, it means a style of footy that they attack and they defend by, and they, they have some accountability to that. Mm, absolutely. Now it's exciting to watch. Everyone's uh, really in behind them over this side of the uh, of the Tasman. Uh, Brett, mate, enjoy the uh, enjoy the game tonight. Uh, go the Blues. Enjoy the call, and uh, and we'll catch up again soon. Thanks, heaps for coming on. No problems, guys. Thank you. Cheers, there mate. You go. Just had to balance it out for you, Kempi, because I knew how much uh, you just wanted to talk Queensland for the next hour. <laughs> nah, mate. Uh, <laughs> I'm, black. I'm black, mate. I bleed black. I don't really care who wins. Well, I, just like, hey, I just like watching them best in, each other. Until 6am tomorrow morning, where you'll come out with one <laughs> colour. I know you will. <laughs> uh, it is 15 minutes away from three here. We'll take a short break. When we come back, lots of text here on double eight double three. a few YouTube comments as well, which I want to put to Kempi. So we'll be back uh, after a short break here on Running It Straight, thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. Welcome back into Running It Straight. Great to catch up with uh, Kevin Campion and Brett Kamali. If you missed those two interviews, go and uh, have a watch or listen on the YouTube or the podcast channels. Um, Texts on double eight double three and on the YouTube live. This one comes in from Dino. Says, Kempe, since you love Newcastle so much, you should defuse the Maddie Johns, Andrew Johns thing going on. Get them both on the show. What's the biff about from Dino? Well, it's oh, very real, Kempe. It is. It, it is real. It is real. And um, you know that brother. That brother. It's origin time, and that brotherly love has been, I guess, tested at the moment. But um, yeah, that, I, I don't think it'll be um, too long before they're back doing what they normally do, and that's they're throwing banter at each other.
They are back, or you say it won't be long before they're back? Oh, mate, you know, look, I know, that I, I know both those boys. They're doing the same thing when they're 18 and 19. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Lots of texts on the same theme here, Kempi, about Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Now, you did, this is a conversation I've been seeing a lot on social media. You did talk about how he, you know, he's very loyal and he'll stick to his contract because that is Roger Tuivasa-Shek. A lot of people saying, but he did leave his contract early at the Warriors. Yeah, well, you got, you've got two different organisations. It's the first first thing, and if you remember, Roger was playing on the wing at some stage with the Warriors there, and had already signed to go to rugby. So, um, it's it, it was not, and it was COVID, and he and was away was, from family. I think I think people always forget that the COVID period was was playing there, um, and coming back and wanted to do the the off season, you know, and, and this is where Cam George made a really good good decision to help Roger get get prepared and get his All Black jersey because he he'd done so much for that club yeah. up until that stage. So I don't think um, we've got sort of apples and apples here. What we've what we've got is a uh, a big contract and probably. You know, if Roger does go, he's going to lose out on that contract, and he doesn't want to do that. He wants to see it out, mm. um, get what get what he's due, and then go and go and have that preseason with the Warriors. And personally, this is my this is my personal belief on this. Mm-hmm. I think Roger is better having a preseason. Correct. I don't think he's if he comes back to the NRL, I think people are going to get disappointed. Need, needs to get back into rugby league shape, uh, both like you know physically, but also uh, probably does just need time to get back into playing NRL. Because it's a, you know it's, it's a different totally game. different. It's just totally different. Um, t- uh, message here on the YouTube live, which I think is great from Tio uh, Kotai, uh, who says, uh, "When we're fit and healthy, who loses out on the bench for the Warriors? What does our fourteen to seventeen look like, and how good is it?" That is, is a genuine question. Karen and Surinan have provided some nice versatility. Yeah, so Walker back. I think Karen misses out. You think so? Yeah. I so think. you've got Walker, Tavanga. I think you've got Tom go. Ali and Surinan. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I think I think Surinan. I think Surinan wor- goes. I think they've been working out who. Pl- no, look, I think they need they need a, a bloke that can play in the dummy half area around there. Um, and Fitler's already shown that at, le- at that level at, at uh, New South Wales when he ran with one hooker, you can't run with one hook in this competition. But, but, but at the speed. But wouldn't you know Tavanga J- um, and Dylan Walker fill that role if need be? No. not at all. You don't want them if you're going to carry Tavaga and Dills Walker on the bench. You want them running through the middle. You don't want them with their heads down, their bum up, passing a football to a bloke running through the middle. But, their carries are too potent. But would you expect Wade Egan to play 80 minutes? Or do no. you want, okay, so you, you, want, can't, you can't play 80 so minutes. So you want Surinan to play the, the substitute hooker role? Ex- I think that's what they're aiming at. Mm. So if, if well, Lusick, definitely if next year with CHT, they'll probably look at him playing that role, won't Well, they? if Lusick doesn't... Oh, look, I just don't think that Lusick can cause the damage that Egan does. So I just think Egan needs a bit of a break so he can come yeah. back on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Brett Kamali makes a really good point here, and this is what's probably going to happen tonight, is that you're just going to see blokes with HIA and some injuries that throws the game into a different type of pattern. Yeah. You know, and, and it's been happening all year, and it's going to play, and I don't mind saying it, it's going to play a part coming into the back end of the year and into the finals. Mm. Okay, I'm going to get your predictions on both tonight and Friday night in a very short second, Kempi, but we do have to take our final break. Running it straight here, seven minutes away from three. We will come back and wrap up the show after this. Running it straight, we're two minutes away from three o'clock before we hand over to the run home, Kempi, tonight, Queensland and New South Wales. Who have you got? Queensland. Turn your mic on, please. Queensland, 13+. plus. I don't think it's 13+, plus though. Do, I don't think well, it's 13+. Why I don't did think you, they why score did you points, ask I think. Me then? Well, well I wanted to know who you thought was going to win. 13+. plus. I can, hey, I can still ask you and disagree with you. Um, geez, you sound like my wife. Um, <laughs> lucky, <laughs> lucky I'm not. I'll be hitting you with a fry pan. <laughs> 
Well, pretty good. I, my arm's yeah, pretty you, good hey, too. How do you know that doesn't happen already? Um, is there any power plays that you like at the TRB? I gave you one about the um, Jeremiah Nanai, Tom Travojevic, Quinella at 151 bucks. Is there anything Tedesco, else? Tedesco, what was the other one you gave me? Tedesco, Munster, Munster at Mate, 127 or something. 127 for Quinella, Tedesco, Munster scoring, Troy? Yeah. Put, put 10 We're, bucks yeah, on Yeah, worth it. a couple of bucks. Um, Warriors, Dragons, Friday night. I think they 12 and under, the Warriors. I think they get the job done. And, uh, yeah, I would take that less than 42 points, 43 points. 12 and under. Okay, I think it might be like a 26-12, but um, we'll wait and see. Kempi and myself calling it on Friday night for you. Build up from 9 o'clock. Our kickoff is at 10. A late night for us, a late night for you, but we would love your company. That's running it straight for another Wednesday. The Run Home with Kirsten Beeve coming up next.